0: This is Honest Homeopathy, where we are empowering mamas everywhere to care for their families. The information in this podcast is to be used for educational purposes only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor. I am not a physician, nor am I prescribing or making health care decisions for you. Welcome back to Honest Homeopathy. I'm excited to be back with you this week. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to last week's episode where I shared my birth story of my daughter. It was really so encouraging to me to see so many listeners tune into that episode after me being gone for so many months. So thank you to all of my listeners. I want to thank you for being here. I want to let you know before we begin, if you have any questions about this or past episodes, or you have a homeopathy success story to share, or maybe a podcast topic that you'd like to suggest please feel free to reach out to me at podcast at gmail.com. I'm not a doctor or a certified homeopath. I'm just a mama who is passionate about homeopathy and caring for my family in the best ways I possibly can. And I found that through homeopathy, I've seen amazing results. So we are all really just learning together. And I want you to know that I'm so thankful that you listen each week. Okay, so we are going to get started by discussing our Remedy of the Week, as well as take an honest look at the remedies that I've been using in my own home and for my family over the past week. And to finish out the podcast, I'm going to be sharing a simple, holistic, and natural health tip that you can implement in your own home. Our Remedy of the Week is Silica. The Latin name for this remedy is Cilicia Terra. The key words to remember to associate with this remedy is the remover again the key word to remember is the remover silica comes from the mineral silica which is also known as flint so when we think of flint we just think of a rock but when this remedy is prepared in its homeopathic form it has really amazing benefits so when i looked up this remedy in my repertory there were pages and pages of information on all the ways it can help an individual symptoms When you hear the remedy silica, many of you may think of silica as one of the 12 cell salts, which it is. And when I think of the cell salt silica, my mind always thinks of strong hair, skin, and nails. And this is one of the cell salts I actually took during my pregnancy to help keep my hair, skin, and nails strong, as well as to help my growing baby. And we will be talking about all of the cell salts in future episodes. But for today's episode, I want to talk about some of the other symptoms that silica is known to help. I chose the keywords for this remedy, the remover, because that is what the remedy silica is most known for. It helps to expel things from the body or remove them that should not be there. So this can include like infections, toxins, mucus, pus, things of that nature. Something that always comes to my mind when I think of this remedy is splinters. If you've ever had a splinter that is deeply embedded in the skin and you can't get it out, silica is known as a remedy that can help. So it helps by gently moving the splinter out of the skin. Another trait of the Remedy Silica is that it's known as a deep and slow remedy. So it has the ability to make changes deep within the body. However, those changes will not be produced quickly. So you have to be patient when taking this remedy. When studying this remedy, I learned that there are many symptoms throughout the body from the head to the toes that can actually be helped. However, the commonality that I noticed in my studies is that often it helps with things like abscesses, pus formation, discharge, no matter where it is from the top of your head to your feet. Those are a lot of the things that are mentioned in the repertory that it helps with. This goes back to the keywords that I chose for this remedy as the remover. This remedy helps to remove these things from the body that should not be there. Going back to what we mentioned about silica being beneficial for skin, hair, and nails, this remedy can be helpful if you have white spots on your nails or if you suffer from ingrown toenails. This is also a remedy that can help with pains in different joints ranging from things such as the knees, the calves, fingers, feet, and toes. And I actually read a blog article from Joette Calabrese who I've mentioned before, and I'll include the link to that blog in the show notes, how silica can help someone who suffers from pain in their feet because of bunions, which I will talk about a little bit later in this episode because I've been having my own experience with some foot pain recently. Silica can also help the skin if someone suffers from abscesses, boils, or other skin irritations. This remedy promotes the expelling of foreign and infectious substances from the body, and it's also known as a remedy to give to the elderly when their skin becomes frail and almost paper-thin as they get older, and it can help strengthen the skin and the toughness of it. Lastly, I will say that silica is also a remedy that's used by individuals when there has been negative effects of vaccinations. So again, it goes back to removing toxins from the body. This remedy is paired well with another remedy called Thuja, which is also known as a great remedy to use if there have been ill effects from vaccines. So we're going to go into more detail about Thuja in a future episode, which I'm really excited about. But just know that these two remedies, Thuja and Silica, can be very beneficial if there have been negative effects from a vaccination. We've only scratched the surface when it comes to silica. Like I said, there were pages and pages of information in my repertory. I encourage you to take the time this week to research and gain more knowledge about this remedy. Homeopathy is truly an investment in your health, and it's one that you will not regret. Welcome back. So we have taken some time to learn about our remedy of the week, silica. Now we're going to take an honest look at the homeopathy I've been using in my home over the past week. And also since I went dark on my podcast community for six months after having my baby, I will also share some remedies that I use throughout this time as well. So this week, I was the only one in my family that really needed to take any remedies. So for about a month or so, I've had some pain in my feet, specifically the joints of my big toes. And it's really just my big toes. None of my other toes hurt or any other part of my foot, just my big toes. And I honestly just ignored it for the first few weeks thinking it would just go away. And I really didn't know what it was. And from just doing a quick Google search, all kinds of things come up from arthritis to gout to bunions i mean everything so i decided to take some ruta because it is for joint pain and it is considered the joint remedy we did a podcast on that a few episodes back so i will make sure to include the link to that podcast in the show notes in case you'd like to listen to it and i have seen some success with taking ruta so my right foot big toe is practically pain-free but my left one still feels pretty sore. So I'm probably gonna continue to take Ruta, but after researching silica for this podcast, I might actually incorporate it in as well. I really am beginning to wonder if I might be suffering from some bunion pain. So my grandmother and my mom both had bunion pain and my mom actually had surgery done on hers about 10 years ago. So I'm gonna keep noting how I feel and I will keep y'all updated on future episodes. Also, to give a little insight into the past six months in our home and what remedies we've been taking, I know I have shared a lot in past episodes about my husband and his struggles with GERD and just indigestion and things of that nature. He started taking the remedy Robinia many months ago, and I am thrilled to say he has only had one episode of his nausea in the past seven months, which is huge, huge, huge for us. So... I'm very thankful that we found this remedy that matched his symptom picture so well and it's helping him. Every week I enjoy learning more about homeopathy and how remedies can benefit me and my family and I just love being able to share my experiences with each of you. I hope you are benefiting and are encouraged as well. okay now it's the time in our podcast where i share a natural and holistic tip and this week since we just entered the new year i thought it would take some time to share something that i believe is extremely healthy for every human and that is goal setting there is a quote by dennis waitley that i really like and he says the secret to productive goal setting is in establishing clearly defined goals writing them down, and then focusing on them several times a day with words, pictures, and emotions as if we've already achieved them. I believe this quote wholeheartedly. I believe making goals is good for our health in a variety of ways. It challenges us mentally, and oftentimes it requires us to do something physically. I also believe what this quote says about writing down goals. I think that part is so important. My husband and I carve out time at the beginning of each year to sit together and plan our goals for the next year. These can be goals relating to our family, our business, our finances, and anything else that we want to discuss. Before we had kids, we used to actually go away for a weekend to plan and just spend time together. And these days with two kids, our goal planning sessions look a little different. Um, This year, my mom actually came over and watched our kids and we went to a local coffee shop for a couple of hours. Either way, whether you can go away for the weekend or just have to do a coffee date, um, it's a great time. And we are excited about the goals that we set together for our future this year. I also write down goals personally for myself each year. I love Dave Ramsey and his team, and I often listen to their podcast and other information they produce. And several years ago, he gave an outline of categories that he sets goals in each year, and it really resonated with me, and I've followed it ever since I heard it. I'm going to actually share those seven categories with you, and then I'm going to be really transparent and share my goals that I have chosen for this year for myself. I guess telling my whole podcast community will keep me really accountable in trying to achieve these goals this year. But first, let's list the seven goal categories and then I'll break them down individually. So the seven categories for goal-making are family, career, financial, physical, spiritual, social, and intellectual. I'll say that one more time. So the seven categories are family, career, financial, physical, spiritual, social, and intellectual. Okay, so now let me break them down and I'm going to share with you my goals for the year. So first is family. So this is a goal you set to be more intentional with your family and building relationships. So my goals in this category for the year are, number one, that me and my husband are going to read a family slash parenting book together at the same time and discuss it. I think it's important for parents to talk about and really discuss how they want to raise their children, how they can be better parents and just have a more cohesive family unit. And my second goal that involves our family is that I will read aloud to my son for about 15 minutes every night. I believe reading is a cornerstone to a child's education and just creating a desire within them to explore and to dream. And I actually read the book several years ago, The Read Aloud Family by Sarah McKenzie, and it just really inspired me. So that's why I chose this as one of my goals for family. I will share the link for her book in the show notes. I highly recommend you read it. Okay, so the next category is career. So I consider being a homemaker and a mother my ultimate career. And I do try to do things that challenge me in these areas throughout the year. But for this category this year, I chose my study of homeopathy as my quote-unquote career. I committed to creating a podcast every week, which we know I slacked on last year, so that's why it's a goal this year. And I chose to be involved with HAT, which is the homeopathy action team. This is definitely a goal for me that is challenging because the whole purpose of this team is to build relationships with your local Uh, political representatives in order to protect our access to homeopathy i obviously believe strongly in the mission but the idea of having a conversation and building a relationship with with a political leader makes me a little bit nervous (laughs) i mean so many excuses and reasons of why i think i can't do this run through my head like i don't feel like i have an adequate vocabulary to talk to a political leader and just so many things but think that is the point of some of our goals is that they should challenge us and sort of pull us out of our comfort zone so this is a goal that is definitely going to challenge me this year the next category is financial and I am a nerd when it comes to money and finances I always have financial goals I always have like I said earlier we are huge fans of Dave Ramsey in our household and we personally don't believe in having debt outside of your mortgage we create a budget every month on the app that the ramsey team created i will share the link in the show notes it's called every dollar and i love it there is a paid version but we honestly use the free version so my financial goals for the year are twofold so one is we want to pay an additional amount towards the principal of our mortgage outside of our monthly mortgage payments i won't share the exact number amount that we chose But I mentioned in last week's episode that we have recently moved and we actually had completely paid off our last home's mortgage as of last May. And it was just the most amazing feeling. And we want to have that amazing feeling back as quickly as we can with our new home. So we are trying to pay down our new home's mortgage as quickly as possible. We also have another financial goal, which is to save some money into a car fund. And again, I won't share the exact number, but I do encourage you to write down a specific number when you make these goals, because I believe goals should be specific. Me and my husband, we both drive older cars, which we are totally okay with, but we do know that in the next couple of years, we will have to get a new to us car. Uh, We won't buy a new one, but it'll be a newer car and we are starting to save for that now so those are our two financial goals the next goal category is a physical goal this is a goal that helps you to improve your physical health obviously and this year my goal is to practice yoga at least three times a week for at least 15 minutes so our goals don't have to be huge and i want to make sure i'm clear with that so sometimes people say oh you have to make these like outrageous goals and really dream big. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But sometimes it's honestly more about creating the habit. And that's what my yoga goal is for me this year is to get back into a steady physical exercise routine. Another goal that I have in the physical category is to take care of my teeth. So that means flossing every night and taking a cell salt protocol that actually includes silica to help with my dental health. And I'll share more about this protocol in a future episode. Spiritual is the next category to create a goal for the year. In addition to this Bible study, I'm challenging myself to read one chapter in Paul's epistles a day. So these are the books Romans through Philemon in the Bible. And if I read one chapter a day, I'll read through these books four times each by the end of the year. So it really is a desire of my heart to... Be knowledgeable and grounded in God's word, not only for myself and my own relationship with the Lord, but honestly for my children. And as they grow older and start asking questions about the Bible, I want to make sure that I have solid doctrine answers for them. The next category is the social category. For some people, this might be the easiest category to create a goal, but for me, it is the absolute hardest. I am a very strong introvert, (laughs) so planning or going to social outings is something that I really, really have to force myself to do. It's not that I don't enjoy being with people, but I'm just perfectly content staying at home with my little family. (laughs) That's just the truth of it. I honestly still haven't actually created or decided on a goal for this category yet for the new year. I definitely am going to, but if any of you have any suggestions for a social goal I could make for this year, please email me. I would love to hear your ideas and maybe you can inspire me to be a little more social this year. And the last category to create a goal in is intellectual. I think this one is really fun. You can choose anything that increases your knowledge. It could be to learn a new language or play an instrument. I love to read and read tons of books throughout the year, but last year, I committed to read at least 12 biographies or memoirs throughout the year. And it was a fun challenge to give myself just to read something different outside of what I might normally choose. But this year my goal is to read books on specific subject matters. So I'm gonna read all about raised bed gardening and raising chickens. So our new home is actually on two acres and these are some of the projects that we wanna work on this spring and summer. So I'm gonna be reading books, watching videos, all about these two topics this year so that i can become more knowledgeable if you have any suggestions please send them my way because i want to learn all that i can so there you have it those are the seven categories and the goals that i've created for myself this year i encourage you to make your own goals to holistically better yourself this year Before I finish today, I wanna share a request to all of my listeners. As I've mentioned, I've joined the Homeopathy Action Team with Americans for Homeopathy Choice. We are working hard to protect homeopathy. The FDA made its proposed guidance final during the month of December last year, and this guidance actually puts the accessibility of our homeopathic medicines under threat. So I'm asking all of my listeners to click on the link in the show notes and send a message to your political representatives for your state. It is quick and easy, and the message is actually automatically written and generated for you. So you just have to put in your address. It will pull up your representatives and it will allow you to send that message to them. We are trying to get 60,000 comments by January 15th. So time is um, running out. So I'm asking if access to homeopathy is important to you, please do this simple thing and send a message today. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions about homeopathy or anything I've mentioned in today's episode, please feel free to reach out to me at honesthomeopathypodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, I encourage you to take a minute, leave a review, and share this podcast with others you know. Thank you to each of you who listen every week. Just a quick recap of today's show our remedy of the week is silica. And the keywords to remember are the remover. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. This is Honest Homeopathy. Thank you for listening. Mama's everywhere. I hope you feel empowered to care for your family. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review. We have a new podcast coming out every Monday to help you on your journey of homeopathy. I'll see you next time.